T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high deep to right Suzuki back grown man home run by Rowdy Telez and the Brewers have the lead we'll hear from the manager and the players we'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office I like Tim's perspective history is made each and every year and we're talking about it 17 years of coverage after each game here's your host Tim Allen it is a final from American Family Field, and the results again are good. A Brewers win over the Cubs, 9-1 the final, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. There's Tim Shea. My name is Tim Allen, and the Brewers get it done again. They go after the sweep tomorrow. I already have – yeah, I know this may uh, disappoint some – I've already uh, put in a call to my ex-wife, and she is going to give us full permission to borrow her broom for tomorrow to sweep the Chicago Cubs out of here. (laughs) I mean, mean, that's that's already prearranged. There we go. Full rental rights to to her broom. She, it's yeah, the weather's not going to be great anyway, so she's not going to be flying around on it. (laughs) Nine one the final. As uh, the Brewers take care of the Cubs in Game 2, they now finish up the month of April, the first month of the 2022 championship season. It ends with a 15-7 and mark. We'll start right there. How do you feel about that through a month's worth of baseball? And by the way, do, do we can we agree maybe it's a heavy lean toward the uh, offense starting to heat up just a little bit? Oh, I think we can. I think we can start leaning in that direction. There's no question about that. But a 15-7 and seven mark to start the championship season, I feel good about that and for a number of reasons that we'll get into tonight. But they not only have that those couple of numbers, 15-7, and seven, they've got a five-game winning streak. We'll take that. They've won six of seven. We'll take that, too. They've won 11 of 13. Keep them coming. They've won 14 of their last 18. 
mean, think about that. That is one hell of a start for this baseball team. It is. As we discussed last night and some, some throughout the uh, Pittsburgh, both the Pittsburgh Pirates series, you know, it, it doesn't matter who they're beating. It's a 15-7 and seven mark through this first month of the 2022 championship season. Want to get your reaction on this at 799-1250? How do you feel? I mean, how do you feel after this first month of the season? I know we've been frustrated at times. I get we've been upset at times. I know you've been pissed at times. Me too. All of it. That's all part of the fun. That's all part of the emotional roller coaster that the Brewers uh, have gone through here in the first month. But there are so many things that we can really isolate on that uh, are so positive for this baseball team. The 15-7 and mark, we always got to start there. This is all about wins and losses. Now, we're going to talk a lot about some of the numbers here. We're going to get your reaction on this ball game and beating the Cubs, as I stated yesterday, is just so pleasurable. I just I relish in the glory again. We are live here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And they get it done today, 9-1. They bang out 12 hits again. Three of them home runs. They came into today second in the National League in home runs. Doesn't seem like it. That's the mark of a great team. Guys, it is. You you guys have watched this team through 22 games here. Just doesn't seem like they're hitting a bunch of long balls, does it? They're second in the National League. Coming into today, they hit three more today. They've got nine home runs in the last two games. Actually, if the ball was carrying a little bit better, they'd probably have more upwards of 11 or 12 in the last two games. But they get three tonight, one double, eight singles. And the eight singles you can point to as keep the line moving type of offense. But they're 15-7 and seven through the first month of the season, one-sixth, roughly one-sixth into the uh, season. Five more of these to go. Are you having fun at least? <laughs> this is, this is kind of cool. Now, are there some blemishes? Of course. There are with every single team. And I believe they will get re- rectified here with this baseball team. But how about Christian Yelich, a three-hit night tonight? And you may point to, you know, the base hit up the middle. You may point to certainly the uh, two-run home run. I don't point to that. I look at the second hit, and that was the opposite field, just going with the pitch and barrel it the other way. That might be the most encouraging, encouraging thing that, that happened in this baseball game outside the, of the victory. Oh, and by the way, we didn't even make one mention about Eric Lauer yet. This was an interesting start for me. Quite fascinated in this. His fourth start on the season. Is he going to continue this, this stud role that he's on? Seven innings, one run allowed, 11 strikeouts. A couple of walks, five hits. It's just an amazing role that this guy's on. He now sits third in the National League in ERA since last June. And that is above Corbin Burns, who's fourth, by the way. And that's above Adrian Hauser, who is fifth, by the way. 
So let me just explain this to you. Since last June 27th, the top five pitchers in ERAs, this is June of last year. So in essence, midnight tonight, you can say uh, it's going to be a year next month. Since last June, of the top five ERAs, the Brewers have three of the top five. In Lauer, number three, Burns, number four, Hauser, number five. Hold on. Wasn't that supposed to be Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta? That's how good this, this pitching staff is. That's exactly how good this pitching staff is. If you're not jumping on a bandwagon now, we'll open the door for you and let you in in May, June, or July. But this offense is starting to click. And starting to click. The, the pitching has is, is just been amazing. Another just terrific performance tonight by another starter. And just, just out of sight here. 799-1250. General question, as um, American Family Field uh, empties out here, I never did get the attendance. Was that into the 30s, I would think? Hold on. We'll grab, we'll grab the attendance in just a bit. 29,000-plus last night, and that was much bigger crowd tonight. And more Cub fans. And those of you that are coming out of American Family Field, we do that percentage measure also. How many Cub fans did make it up for this game two of the series? I suspect a lot more than last night, but there were a lot more Brewer fans in the park as well. So we'll see how that ratio pans out. But I threw it out there on Twitter as well as the Brewers get it done. Lots of highlights to get to. Again, Christian Yelich, a three-for-five day. Hunter Renfro is starting to climb in all categories here. He had a three-hit game, multi-hit game. And again, you talk about uh, strikeouts all around baseball. It, does, it didn't seem like it tonight, did it, to you guys? Did it seem like the Brewers' offense struck out 15 times? It it didn't it didn't seem that way to me. No, not at all. Not 15, not not with 15. all the offense going on. Uh-uh. They're all flying under the radar on this one. Nine one Brewers beat the Cubs, and we're talking about the first month of the season. How you guys are feeling as Brewer fans? You went through a roller coaster of an April. We went through a roller coaster of an off season. I mean, let's face it. With the lockout and everything, we're certainly settled into the championship season here. I know the Packer draft is, well, it's done now, right? We're, we're done? Is, mm-hmm. Or is that a four-day yes. event? We're That's done. a three-day event? Three okay. days. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Bucks uh, get going against Boston. I, I get all that, but this, we're, we got a foothold in this season for the Milwaukee Brewers. Tim, you talked about a roller coaster in the first month. We went in, on a roller coaster <clears throat> in the first week of the year. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it started out in Chicago. And, and, boy, they have turned things around. And talk about the opponents all you want. I don't, I don't care. It's 15-7. and seven. The, the calendar is now flipped to May. We're now into May baseball starting tomorrow. And you got to feel good about a 15-7 and seven mark. Let me, let me redo some inventory for you as you're just tuning in here. They're 15-7 and seven through the first month of the season. That's a fantastic mark. And in some regards, depending on your perspective, it probably should be better. If you really think about it, I would look at a couple of games and say, yeah, they probably are one game better than that. They should be 16 and 6. They should be 10 over 500 in the first month of the season. But they're 15 and 7. We'll take it. They've won five in a row. There's a five game winning streak going on right now in Milwaukee. 
They've won six of their last seven. That's a pretty good week. Let's expand the window a little bit further. They've won 11 of 13. Well, let's just open it wide open. It's a patio door. We'll just slide it right open. They've won 14 of their last 18 games. And when a team you can define as they're not playing their best baseball on a consistent basis, they do pop up to play some really good baseball and put put all three phases of the game together. But for a team that hasn't played their best baseball yet, or at least their best consistent baseball, I'm on cloud nine because of that. Great teams win when they're playing not so good. It's just the way it works in all of sports. When you're not on your game and you're still winning baseball games, you're still winning football games, and you're not admittedly on your game, we can always improve here or there, and we got, in some regards, we have to improve here or there. That's a great sign. That's the mark of a great team. 799-1250. Let's start things out with uh, Big Ron. Ron, you're first up here on the fan. How do you feel after one month of the championship season? I feel great, Tim, but I got to tell you, you know, it is so nice to hear you back on the air, and I just want to welcome you back. And thank God, you know, that your health problems that you had are kind of in the past, man. Well, yeah, most of them are. And I'll just tell you this, that, uh, you know, Craig Council has given me some scheduled days off this year. His his name is uh, Mitch Rosen. He's my boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we're always going to butt them up against an off day, much like Council does. Remember with Braun, with Yelich, he would <laughs> always give them the day off next to an off day because then they'd have that 48-hour period. That's where I'm at, too. Big Ron, I am. But thank, thanks for that sentiment. It's, it's been quite the journey for me, yeah. No, Lauer is the stud, man. And I remember when Brewers fans were freaking out because Lauer and Urias were traded for Davies and Trent Grisham. Grisham. And Trent Grisham got off to a hot start. You remember that, Tim, man. Oh, yeah. People were saying that trade was a failure. You know oh, no. what I'm talking about? Oh, oh no! It's 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 so far, it's the 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 needle has pinned back toward David Stearns on that trade for sure. For sure, man. I mean, I think Trent uh, Trent Gersham hit like 240 with 15 home runs, and Davies had an ERA like north of five, and he's you know not even on the same team that he was last year. So, yeah, Stearns hit the ball out of the park on that one, man. And um, all right, dude, I'll talk right. to you later, man. I'll let you go. All right, take it yeah. easy. 799-1250, how do you feel after this first month of the season? 37,263. There it is. At American Family Field. And what were the percentage of Cub fans in the building? 37,000. And I could, you guys were revved up, ratcheted up big time all the way through this game. You guys, you guys, I got to hand it to you. At, at, in the ballpark, in the ninth inning, going crazy. Is this offense? Has it turned the corner a little bit? You can't say no to that question. There's, there's no way you can just say flat out no. 
They haven't turned the corner. You can say they're starting to. You can say, yeah, a little bit. You can say it looks like. But there's no way you can deny that this offense isn't turning the corner. Like we thought it would. I understand the analysis and perspective of 10 games or 5 games or 20 games. But now we're talking 22 games. Let's just talk the last five games. How about this? In the last five games, this offense has scored 38 runs. In five games. Where did it start? How did it start? I think I know where it started. There's there's two tipping points for me on when this offense really, really just changed a little bit. It was Willie Adamas' eighth-inning home run Monday night against the Giants. Because that was the first time we at home here could just go crazy over something clutch. And I noticed it then and made mention of it then. The other is that Christian Yelich bunt. Wasn't the McCutcheon two-run base hit to win the game, essentially, in the ninth inning in Pittsburgh? I think it was the bunt by Yelich. Those are the, those are the two turning points for me with this offense. But they've been on a roll, 38 runs in five games. I, I, that's not my math. That's their math. 799-1250. Nate, how you feeling after one month of the championship season? I'm um, feeling good. You know, um, I I just feel I just just glad that Craig Council is finally leaving guys in to play. Um, because... Yeah, our boy Rowdy Telez against the lefty got the start today. How about that, Nate? Yeah, most definitely. Like when you, I understand Cody Wong uh, get a day off. Um, Omar not in today, but leaving Rowdy in there when he's hitting the ball well, that that guys see that. You know what I mean? And letting him build on his success um, from yesterday when he when he hit that bomb yesterday um, is a big thing for me. I feel like you got to let God leave the, leave the guys in there that's having success, so then it can flow throughout the offense and maybe maybe when he does get does come back down it's another guy that takes up and steps up and um they they get to stay in and you just that's how you got to go when they're having success you got to leave them in the lineup and and um you said earlier about the the that for you was the uh the um, oppo for christian Ellis. It was for me. It was the home run because you know what I saw when he hit that home run. I saw him pull those hands in, and that ball was inside on the inside corner. Um, earlier in the year, um, and when he was struggling, he's watching those pitches go right in the inside corner and watching them be strikes. And that's when they're that's when they're abusing him. He pulled those hands in. And he and he put a good swing on the ball. I, that's what I saw from him, and that's why, I, for me, I say that home run is that home run is the biggest turning point for me as far as seeing him hit the ball and seeing him pull those hands in and and punish and make it and making these pitchers pay for um, putting the ball in the wrong spot and making them pay for their mistakes. Yeah, we uh, Nate, thanks for the call and enjoy this, man. So Nate feels good about the Brewers overall and certainly the offense through the first month of the season. 
They, uh, they, they are starting to hit the ball better. Uh, how about uh, Hunter Bradley Jr.? He's starting to hit the ball a little bit better. I'm, I'm sorry. Someone called him that once. I'm, I'm not sure who You're never going to give that up, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as long as he's going to hit like this, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on a tear right now. The, 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 basically, the entire offense is. But how do you like the aforementioned Rowdy Telez? Gets the start against the left, uh, lefty steal today. First A-B, RBI base hit against that lefty. I think Rowdy is an everyday player, guys. I just do. And that I'm as objective as I can possibly be. Why? The proof of that is that Keston here is my guy. And it's at the mercy of his playing time that I'm saying Rowdy Telez is an everyday player. He just is. He is. I mean, he's he's potential. He potentially he's way better than we even know. That's how good I think he is. Look at the abs for him. Look at him fight. Everyone's uh, susceptible to the strikeout. We all understand that. But but look at the approach that Rowdy does. It's always a deep count. He's always fighting. He's always fouling. And this year it's been barrel. He went through the little skid there. I think it was an 0 for 15 right in the middle there. Started out hot, got a little cold, and now start starting to heat back up. 799-1250. Threw it out there on Twitter as well. How do you feel after the first month of the campaign here? At a 15 and 7 mark, winners of five in a row, six of seven, eleven of thirteen, fourteen of eighteen. I know I threw a bunch of numbers at you right there. Let's go to TC. TC uh, leaving American Family Field. How are the Cub fans, and what what do you think the percentage of Cub fans in the building was? Uh, I'd say probably fifty percent each. I think. Really? Yeah, there were a lot of Cubs fans around me in my section. I was in uh, four thirty seven front row. So, oh, nice. um, but okay. and I told them, I says. And so I'm going over by my buddy on another section. I says, uh, hey, don't worry. It's a long season, guys. He says, hey, I appreciate it, but uh, don't worry, man. You guys got to worry about the Cardinals. I said, you're right. But um, because the Cardinals are pesky. They're that fruit fly, that, that mosquito that just will not go away. Yeah, so, they, that's how bad the Cubs are. The, the Cub fans got to warn us about another team that would take care of us, not their own. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yep. But, um, no, and turning point for me, real quick, um, getting the man to hit, Mr. Hit, McCutch. That was that was a turning point for me. So, okay. Yep. And you're just talking his signing, or you're, you're just, saying just bringing a, a particular... him into the ball club. Yes, bringing him yeah. into the locker room. That, yeah, that, 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 that could turn that out to be bigger me. than – I'm just saying, yeah. It, would, but, it might be bigger than we even know. Could be, could be. Yeah, that could that could be another leader type. And how can he not be a, a, a veteran leader? I've never heard of Andrew McCutcheon getting in trouble off the field. I've never right. heard of him being a clubhouse cancer. I've never heard him being a, a, a on the negative side of anything, really. So taking uh, your profession professionally, Tim. Yeah, yeah. That's not slacking it. off. You're not in high school. This is your job. Yeah, no doubt. So how do you feel you after one month, TC? Oh man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm getting new. I, every time I go back there, I'm getting new brewer gear. I don't care. I mean, this, this is it, man. I mean, we're on Beautiful. the cusp. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Thing. Thanks for the call, dude. Thanks. Right. 799-1250.
There will be, and, and just, just we all know this, that you're going to turn on this radio show one night, one day, and I'm going to be losing my mind. What am I going to be losing my mind about? I don't know. Flip a coin. Jake Cousins. It could be Jake Cousins, <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it, it could be Craig Council. It could be, who knows, just a, just a, an air, I, I don't know. But that will happen. I'll just promise you, that's the course of a baseball season. But, but the reason I ask this is because it encompasses one full month of the season now. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, being reactionary on a, on a given game. But there's also a bigger picture view and a, a little more macro view of it. I love micro view. I do. And micro brew too. But I, I you know, again, I, I love doing that. You guys know that. Pick apart all different scenarios. Lefty, lefty, righty, righty. Why did he do this? They were going to counter with this. And chess match was going on. And you have this guy up or not this guy up in the bullpen. Why didn't you have that? I, I love that too. But now that we have a, a certain benchmark that we've hit, it's going to be May tomorrow. It's a little... It's a, a little more objective, right, as a whole. Even us that hang on every pitch and get passionate and emotional on, you know, inning by inning, pitch by pitch, sequence by sequence, even even guys like that, like me, will take a step back and say, that's full month. That's that's a, 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 a month of April, Tim. The full month of April is done now. It's a good let's sample just, let's size. Let's just think about it's, that, it's... yeah. I mean, you again. It's a it's a little different perspective than I'm used to because after all, it is a post game show. We we do talk about the game itself. Now we can talk about the month on a benchmark like this. Uh, pick a caller, Tim. Which where do you want to go? Let's go with uh, Ricky here. Ricky, what do you say? You're on the fan. What's going on? Go hey, ahead, Timmy. Man. You got Ricky in the barn here. Well, I got to say. Um, kicking the crap out of the Cubs back-to-back nights. <laughs> That's just fun to watch. I expect apologies from everybody who said Renfro was just like JBJ. What do you have to say about that, Big Timmy? I'll take your answer off the air. You know what? That was the guy you had to give time to because he's sort of that Avi Garcia. Did Avi Garcia, did he ever really, was he creating fan clubs and was everyone rally crying around Avisail Garcia and man, he's great. And just, uh, just more and more people, thousands of people. That was their favorite brewer. Not really, but at the end of the end, end of the day, end of the season, look at his numbers. His numbers didn't lie. Hunter Renfro is just like that. They didn't skip a beat by losing uh, Avi Garcia to Hunt, Hunter Renfro. They really didn't guys. Not, not, they may have gotten a little better of the deal, you know, just in terms of the sheer numbers, but very, very similar numbers and a very, very similar sentiment. I think, and I said this when, when the Brewers uh, acquired him, people are going to learn to love Hunter Renfro. And even earlier this year, you're going to learn to love that dude. You are. He, you're going to like him a lot. Same thing I said about Avi Garcia. But it's just not a splash value Andrew McCutcheon. You know what I mean? It's just not that sort of splash value name. But those are the guys you need to, number one, stack a lineup. And those are the guys you need to win a World Series. It's that guy right there. It's, it's a team 
It's a team full of, full of th- those guys. It's a team full of Omar Narvaez's. Because every team has the Christian Yelich type. Every team has the Willie Adamas type. They, they all have one or two or three of those guys. The trick is to get that, that middle tier, Omar, Renfro, Rowdy, Colton Wong, stack that middle tier. Andrew McCutcheon is a splash value name, and I, th- I, think, I think one of our prior callers mentioned it, that uh, we, we may not. And should not underestimate that acquisition uh, as well. Uh, Bill, is that where we're going? Yep, we're going to Bill. Let's do it. Bill, you're you're next on the fan. What's going on? Hey, Tim. A couple of things I wanted to say here. I was listening to the radio broadcast, and Lane Grindle was commenting about the pitching staff, and what he said was, you can't talk about the big three anymore. you got to talk about the six aces. <laughs> and I really like that comment. How about Lauer? Man, he's doing a heck of a job, but I'm I'm understating the obvious. The other thing I wanted to say was I was really happy to see Yelich seeming to break out of his couple-season slump, and I agree with you. When he hit that ball to left field, that was that like was the, one. The, the timing to do that with a ball coming at you in excess of 90 miles an hour, that was incredible. And I, I do believe his confidence is coming back. Yeah, thank when God he for starts, that. Yeah, Bill, thank you. When, when he starts to go uh, to center field and to left field, he's going to go on a tear. That's all I know. That's, that's what we all should know. We can, we can go all night long about uh, uh, different metrics of, of you know, all these different statistical measurements. But what I do know is, and you do too, watching Christian Yelich, you got to watch him play. And when he's hitting the ball to center field and to left field with power, and that's the key, when he's barreling the other way, it's, 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 it's turn out the lights because he's going to be there. Now, that, again, we've seen flashes before, so I'm going to keep it as positive as I can. Let's just say that he's going to continue this and go on his merry way as a great three-hitter. But if those that believe, and I'm one, that believe he's going to get back to being an all-star player and a great Major League Baseball hitter, this is how you start getting back to that. You don't just magically appear back at that. That's, That's a dig out of a hole here that he's doing. And it's it's uh it's pretty impressive to see. You want to get one more in before the break? You guys uh, want I want to know how you're feeling after the first month of the season. One month in, a 15 and seven mark, and they've won five in a row. Nobody is gonna. No one's thinking about. Well, it's only the Pirates and the Cubs. You beat the Pirates and the Cubs five straight games. Big deal. It is a big deal. It's five. It's plus five in five days. It gives you wiggle room to have, a, have your bumps and bruises throughout a long 162. This is what builds you the cushion to have a little bit of a rut that you go into. I'll promise you they will be going into one or two before the season's up. They will. This is what gives you the cushion to minimize the damage. These are huge victories. They are in that regard. If you just look at it that way, don't look at, at the opponent. Just look at know you're going to have a few bumps along the way 
but you've built up this cushion, and thank goodness, against the Pirates and Cubs. You may end up getting swept by the Cincinnati Reds at some point this year. It's quite possible. But this is what built up the cushion to recover a hell of a lot quicker. You want to get one more in, yeah, Timmy, let's, before yeah. the break? Yeah, let's go to Ryan, who's leaving AmFam Field. Ryan, what do you say, buddy? Tim, I, I agree with you. I think uh, that we build off the momentum tomorrow. We got Stroman and Burns on the hill. That's going to be a great pitching matchup. And then I think that the Brewers just take care of business and keep it rolling against the Reds uh, in the next series at home uh, early next week. But um, the way uh, Lauer's pitching as our number four or five starter, and if you can just keep Rowdy Telez as much as you can in the in the starting lineup, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this team to win the uh, NL Central. I don't see it any way else. Yeah, are you like me, Ryan, that sometimes it's more difficult to take a step back and look at the bigger chunk of games? I'm always brooding over a, a bullpen situation or why is why didn't Hobie Milner go against Jock Peterson and things like that. You know, I, I think it's, it's days like this, Ryan. Do you have that ability to step back and just measure the whole month instead of just one situation? Yeah, and you, you look at tonight's game, the Brewers got on the board their first four runs of the game um, they all manufactured, and then they started to get the home runs going later in the game. So the Brewers can, you know, show that they can manufacture runs um, in a variety of ways. But um, I think the bullpen needs to just keep improving. Some of those guys on the back end there, maybe you make an acquisition at the deadline coming up. But I think after the first month of the season, um, you got to be uh, pretty pleased tonight. And it was a good crowd out there. I would say maybe 40% Cubs fans, but besides that one home run, Timmy, they had nothing to cheer about. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ryan. Thanks. Thanks for the call. That's oh boy. One said fifty-fifty. The other, the, the, he just said forty percent. So I, I was gonna 40. say from what I heard on TV, it didn't sound like it was loud, but obviously they didn't have anything to cheer for. So but late in the game, I mean, uh, the Brewer fans stepped up. Yes. I, I thought it was kind of yep. crazy. That was a cool celebration. It really was. Especially the Yelich homer. I mean, that just had to be sweet to be in that park. I did notice this also. I don't know if you guys, uh, if you're new to this, uh, just trust me, this happened. But those of you that are, have been listening to this show for years, you may recall about four or five years ago, me going crazy on some rants about how many infield singles that go against the Brewers, and especially the Cubs, Guess who's getting all a lot of infield singles these days? <laughs> it's our Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> so it does go back. It it does flip the other way also, but I've noticed that. Look, Hunter Renfro had two of them today. He had two infield singles today. I mean, I thought I thought what Lorenzo Kane yesterday or the day before had two himself in one game. How do you feel after one month of baseball here in the 2022 championship season? Not necessarily to talk about any bullpen move, any starting lineup, any failed at bat with a runner at third with less than two out. Just the whole view of the month of April. That's what we're talking about tonight. Hear from Craig Council, get to the highlights. The uh, box score is going to be fun for me to read again uh, tonight. 799-1250, if you were at American Family Field, do you want to refute about a 50-50 split Cub fan, Brewer fan in there? It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street No Creek. 9-1. Brewers take care of the Cubs again. We'll be right back here on The Fan.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. And the Brewers take care of the Cubs again in game two of this three-game set. 9-1 the final, and the fireworks came a little bit later on. The Brewers did hit three home runs, six yesterday, three tonight. Had a double, but eight singles, I think, is a key stat to look at in this one. And uh, we're going to hear from Christian Yelich, a uh, three-hit game, including a two-run home run, an opposite field base hit uh, off the lefty, and we'll take that all day long because we know good things are coming. Want to get your thoughts on just the month of April. Now it's buttoned up with a 15-7 and seven mark. And just as a uh, just an overall view of how you think the Brewers are. And, again, just, just to reiterate a little bit, that doesn't mean we can't, uh, you know, have a little dust up here and there about a bullpen move or someone slumping or lineups or anything like that. That doesn't mean we, we can't and won't do that because we will. But in this case, it's, it's kind of a, a, a decent benchmark day to flip the calendar to May, and you've got the first month of the 22 championship season in the books and how you're feeling about that thus far. And most of you that listen to this show, you probably follow a good chunk of Brewers baseball, I, w- I would bet. If, if not all of Brewers baseball. I mean, we're, uh, we, we've been hanging out talking Brewers baseball for a long time. Like uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, you're next on the fan at 799-1250. What's going on? Hey, calling from Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, quite a few hour drive away. And uh, just want to, again, compliment the organization. You know, hearing Rock talk about the thunder and their showers and lightning. You know, I don't think any of us would have liked to sit through a rain delay tonight but uh, yeah this 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 is one of those nights that if you've been outside it's a windy and rainy and thunderstorms and actually kind of a little brisk at times and the good weather as euchre would say ah, it'll get here it'll exactly. get here the weather will we we all know that made it to three games ready heading and uh, taking the red series looking forward to it but 
hats off to you and Odyssey. You know, again, I'm calling from Wisconsin Rapids. I, I can't wait till that final out and hearing your voice and talking the excitement. And I know there's other stations we could listen to. Now, 12.50 a.m. is the key. But getting back to it, those smiles in the dugout. You know, everybody, you talk the team concept that they have, even the Alex Jackson just coming up, and just the genuineness of, of love for the other players or seeing Freddie Peralta being harassed by Willie and, and so on. I mean, yeah. they're having some fun time, bringing back a lot of good memories from the, the days of Molly and Younts and Gorman and Gantner. They're having fun. And that's you know, what and, and we, about. we made, Dwayne, I made mention of that some weeks ago, and I, I, I think I did a show that said, what is missing? And I thought, you know, at the top of my list was the excitement and fun factor. It just oh. hadn't hit yet. It just hadn't. And that's why I said this turnaround a little bit, some would say it's, you know, the overall winning, and that, that's, that's good, and that's uh, obviously uh, a given. But I th- really think it was Monday night's eighth-inning home run at home against the Giants by Willie Adamas. You actually saw and right. felt some excitement, just a shot in the arm. It, and, again, I've done a lot of youth coaching and so forth, and that's what I've always told the kids, have fun. That's what ball is about. And, again, you know, you see these other teams that, you know, the, the temper tantrums and stuff that Schwarber did, you know, we're going to have them, but you don't see it as the normal. You know, there's there's a lot of pulling, you know, together or even a, a keen catch in the left field and then shaking that index finger, not today. <laughs> exactly. Shake, shaking his head and, and yeah, with that, nope, not going to happen. It doesn't have to be a home run robbing catch oh, for, for a not no. today catch. No. Yeah, and, and as we've all said, because as, you know, we all are getting older, it's sometimes you look at him and it's like he's having a hard time walking. But, man, when he has to hit it into that overdrive, he's got it. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you listening on the Odyssey app, right? You know, there are choices to listen to. I, I understand that, and I know you got choices, and, and that's cool. It's, it's always good to have some choices, but I appreciate that you uh, flip back in here and, and just have some fun with us. At seven nine nine twelve fifty, like Brian. Brian, you're next on the fan. Hey Tim. Uh, you know, last night we went to the game, and again today, and I just want to thank you for your for your show last night after the game. I mean, listen to you talk about you know the the Cubs rivalry, and I just got to tell you, tonight was was one of those games where just brought me back to one of those what Brewer come. Cup games where you had those Cup fans just coming in here thinking they own the place. And I got to tell you, it just makes it really, really hard to go to Brewer games when it comes to an act the way they do. I mean, thank God we jumped on them early and, uh, and, and they really had nothing to cheer about. And, and it just, your, your show after coming home just, just really was fun to listen to because, you know, they, I'm, I'm glad they, they walked out of that stadium now with their tail between their legs. Because well, and was, they, you know, was... again, they they should be offended by that that that, re, that revenue machine that is the Chicago Cub brand, and you got to tear it all down. And you're intent. I, I shouldn't say intentionally trying to lose, but let's face it, you you got you got the perfect side by side comparison here of of a general manager, president of baseball ops now, David Stearns, that's doing a kick and scratch and doing everything he can within a minimal budget in the grand scheme 
and picking up and trading and trying and doing all these things, yet you have the big money 90 miles that way, and they just don't do it this way. What if they did? They'd win the division every 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 single year because it would be, you know, buying the good players a little bit and then, you know, going through your prospects and, and bringing those guys up. It's just that's so fine. You know, Meyer in the turmoil. That's that's cool with me. The only thing they could do tonight was continue drinking the way they were and then to keep on rapping and raving and talking about how they won a world championship in 2016. It's just, that's it's just, true. It just was so frustrating to listen to that. And, and thankfully, thankfully, we got him out of there because it was just, it just, we don't have to listen to that when it come to mil- come to Amp- Ampil, I'm sorry. But then one other thing I just want to mention to you, Tim, and I know Will Salmon tweeted this tonight uh, about Nick Yelly's numbers in 2018 versus now. And, I, and I'm not saying he's by no means over the hump. By no means I know he's dealing with some confidence, obviously. But I'll tell you, he's a different player just watching him right now. And I'll tell you, if we get the, the, the Yelly of old back and, and all these guys uh, working together and, and this pitching staff, I mean, I'll tell you, it's, fun to be a brewer fan yeah it is right now all right yeah the first month brian thanks for the call the first month is has been fun it is fun just some of the downs have been fun in a weird way again they've been fun to kind of uh, open up a can of worms and, and talk about the elephant in the room it's been fun is it changing seems like it it does and they've been playing who they've been playing but this is what they should do against those teams. You say Pittsburgh and Chicago. Five-game winning streak? 38 runs in the five games. Isn't this what you're supposed to do? To do? If you're the great team and they're the bad teams, this is exactly the way it's supposed to shake out. Exactly. You shouldn't feel bad at all about the competition being subpar. If you are winning games two to one, which you will in baseball and, you know, in, in a lot of cases. But just, again, the bigger picture of the five games, shouldn't you be doing this against these teams? It's exactly what a great team does. You pitch good, you hit the ball. 38 runs. I mean, seemingly every single night, this, this starting rotation has just, just given you every opportunity to just just win a baseball game. This did seem, by the way, this 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 game here, it did have a little bit of feel of like it could go sideways a little bit. The it was a weird game, and that happens with Brewer Cub games. We all know that. It does kick sideways a lot of times on a Cub Brewer uh, matchup, and it seemed that way, especially in the first inning. You have an error. You have two errors. In the first inning, we'll get our game recap here in just just a little while. But you have a couple of errors in there. You have a replay that, well, you had a double play that ended the inning, but then, oh, wait, but there's more. No, it didn't end the inning. I don't know what the problem was there. Did the umpires not look at counsel? Did he, yeah, I mean, so you come back to play. Everyone goes to commercial break, TV, radio, the inning's over, and you go on. No, you you come right back, and it's still the bottom of the first inning. Then on top of it, Rowdy Telez comes up with, with really sort of a backbreaker RBI base hit. And you go up three to nothing. Then a couple of innings later, it's three to one. Now it's a little tense. Now Cub fans are starting to get into it at your ballpark. 
But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You continue to beat them 11-1 to and 9-1 to and don't let up and foot on their throat. Those Cub fans will stop coming. They will. I'll promise you they will. It'll take all the fun out of it. You want to go up to Milwaukee and see the game? It's like, eh, no, let's, uh, let's hang out here and, and go to happy hour somewhere. That's what's going to happen if this continues. All right, let's, uh, let's hear from Christian Yelich. Brian, our last caller, mentioned Christian Yelich and seems better, right? It does seem better. And I thought a, a focal point in the game tonight was the opposite field base hit. Uh, Nate, one of our uh, uh, regular callers, had made mention of an inside pitch to move the hands in, his hands, uh, hand position to get the barrel on it, which is uh, pretty insightful, and it's true. But, I mean, you could take either one of those at-bats and say, hey, this is this is Christian here. But uh, Christian Yelich, after the Brewers beat the Cubs uh, on the field with Bally Sports Wisconsin's Sophia Minnert. Thanks, Craig. Christian, last night you spoke about riding the wave as a, as a lineup and as an offense. So what kind of wave are you guys riding right now with 20 runs scored in the last two nights? Uh, you know, just trying to string quality at-bats together and – Everybody just trying to stay within themselves, pass the baton. Um, you know, nobody needs to be the hero. Just do what you got to do. And, um, you know, I've seen the results the last two nights. For you, three hits tonight. You've homered in back-to-back games. What are you most happy with, with your approach and the results that you're getting? Uh, you know, just trying to be consistent, putting the work in. And, um, you know, sometimes that stuff happens. But, you know, he's got to keep grinding. we got a long season. Uh, you know, we're barely done with the first month of the year. So we got a long way to go. Eric Lauer was absolutely dominating again tonight following a career night against the Phillies. 11 strikeouts for him. What have you seen as the difference with Eric Lauer this month? Uh, he's just attacking. He's getting ahead. Um, you know, the ball looks like it's coming out of his hand really good. You know, you can hear the pop of the glove in the outfield uh, while he's letting it go. So uh, it's coming in hot. He's been, he's been great for us, and you know, hopefully it continues. Four straight series wins now. You guys will finish April with 15 wins on the season. What do you think you guys have shown as a team in this first month? Um, you know, I don't think we've even really played our best yet. And, um, you know, showing we can win games in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, I talk about it in spring training and stuff all the time. You learn your identity as a team. You learn how to win. You learn, um, you know, what you're about over the course of the year. And I think this group's still doing that. But we've shown we can do it in a lot of different ways. And we just got to keep doing it and, you know, try and string as many together as we can. All right. Thanks, Christian, for the time. Christian Yelich and Hunter Renfro, home run back-to-back games. Thank you. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game. On 1250 AM, The Fan, Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Yeah, you just heard it right there from Christian Yelich. And that, uh, to me, I'm right there with you, Christian. You're not playing your best baseball, and you have a 15-win month. And that, by the way, is tops in Major League Baseball tied with the uh, Mets and Yankees. 15-7 and mark through April. Let's check out some of the numbers. We're going to hear from Craig Council if you guys want to jump in here as well. Uh, 414-799-1250 and and just give us your perspective on this first month. 37,000 plus, we'll take that. 
at American Family Field tonight, uh, for sure. And 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 if a chunk were Cub fans, which which it was, we'll take their money too. Thank you. Hey, by the way, don't let the uh, toll booth hit you in the tailgate on your way way back to Illinesia down I ninety four. Let's check out the numbers here. Andrew McCutcheon, zero for five with a run scored. Doesn't didn't seem like it. Boy, he's been hitting the ball hard. I mean, he hit a laser beam right to the center fielder in the, in this ball game. Nothing to show for it, but uh, he's uh, he's definitely had an impact on the Brewers this year. Willie Adamas, one for four, a run scored, and a walk. Christian Yelich, three for five, two runs scored, three RBIs. Hunter Renfro tonight, three for five, two RBIs, three runs scored. Keston Hira, one for five with an RBI. Lorenzo Kane goes 0 for 3 with a run scored. He also drew a walk. Rowdy Telez, 2 for 4, a run scored, 3 RBIs. Mike Brasso, 1 for 3 with an RBI. He also drew a walk. Alex Jackson goes 1 for 4 in the ball game. Pitching lines tonight really is the story of the Milwaukee Brewers right now is pitching. And it has been. Let's let's face it. It has been last year and this year. No different tonight. Eric Lauer, seven innings. He allows one run on just five hits, does walk a man, and strikes out 11. 96 pitches in the performance. His ERA now sits at 193 through his four starts here in the campaign. Wow. Trevor got one inning, zeros across the board with a strikeout. Jake Cousins got into some trouble into that ninth inning. Did not allow a run, but he allowed a hit and a couple of walks and struck out three after he got himself into some trouble. In and out of trouble for Jake Cousins. Brewers get nine runs tonight on 12 hits, no errors. The Cubs just one run on six hits with two errors. The win goes to Eric Lauer. He is now 2-0 and and the loss to Justin Steele. He goes to 1-3, and and the Brewers now 15-7 and again. Tied for the most wins in Major League Baseball. 37,000-plus to witness a Brewers 9-1 to victory. Uh, let's, uh, let's get a call or two in here before we hear from Craig Council. Let's go to Sean. Sean, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Sean? Am I on? You, you are. Oh, hey, listen to this. Um, so I was at the game today. I was at the game yesterday. I'm going tomorrow. And what I wanted to just my main point was I wanted to build off what you were saying about about this uh, these Cubs fans. And when I go to the game, you know I don't use no foul language, but I make sure to let them know that this is Milwaukee, this is Brew to this is Brew City. You know what I mean? You're yep, in our yep. house, and uh, it's been electric. I was at opening day, and uh, the bats are just flying off the post. And like you were saying, let's. Let's. I don't like. I said I won't use no foul language, but I like to get in those Cubs fans' head, head and let them know this. This isn't. This isn't your park. This is our park. Yep. Yep. No, I'm. I'm with you 100. percent I tried years ago, and it's funny how this works. Uh, sometimes, uh, Sean. Uh, years ago, I tried to get a Milwaukee chant going at Brewers games, and it really didn't take. You know, just to just and especially in the Cubs series, just Milwaukee. It's funny how that just flipped over into uh, the Bucks season, and now it's kind of a Bucks thing. That'd be cool mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in American Family Field 
if you, when you guys got to answer back to those Cub fans, because you do, you guys are the ones sitting right next to them. You got to hear it all. And it's okay to give it right back to them. But as you said, yeah, keep the profanity down. There's kids yep. around. And it doesn't yep. need to ever, ever, ever get violent. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I do get turned. Uh, we do get turned up. And, uh, and that's the thing. Because I don't know if there's kids around, so I, we won't lose the profanity. But, but, yeah, they don't like it. I, I, I will tell you, they don't like it. And like you were just saying, you were just saying, you know what? Why are they even going to take the time to come down? Uh, come down here, come up here, uh, if they're just going to have a miserable experience and we're just, you know what I'm saying, like the beer is going to be yep. flowing and we're just going to be clapping yep. hands. And so, yeah, let's, we'll take the money, like you said, but it, it really is nice. It really is nice to kind of rub it in their face. I'm sorry. Sean, great great call. I'm with you. I'm with you, bud. All right, th- thanks for the call. Call anytime. Yeah, again, there's a, there's a certain uh, form of etiquette Sometimes people lose their mind a little bit. Hey, now I've, I've told you guys before I've made some mistakes at uh, at uh, some sports events, and and I'm not super proud of it. So it it, it does happen. But I think um, the more the more you beat them, and you beat them soundly, and not just beat them, beat them like you did last night and tonight. They're not going to come up here. On the other hand, we'll take their money, as Sean and I said. And then the third thing is, let's face it, here's the sucky part about it. They did win the World Series, you know, seven years ago, five, six years ago, right? Yeah, six. Yeah. Six in 16. And there's really not much, there's no, not much I we know. can say That's, about that. Yeah. <laughs> it is the sad part. You just can't fight that one. You just you get can't. one. Just get one for all of us. Get, get one for, for Robin Yount and Molitor and Cooper. And Braun, and Hardy, and all all of who has followed all those guys. Fielder. All of those guys. Corey Hart and all, all your favorites over the years. Get one. And then get one, you know, again, get one for the fans, really. From from Wausau and Eau Claire down down to Kenosha, man. Just just get one so that way. Well, if for no other reason you can say you got a World Series, number one, but number two. The Cub fans then then they got no rights. You know they've they've had 150 years and they've got one, and the Brewers have had 50 years and they get one. You know it, it's just it's coming though. I it does feel like it's coming. It takes a lot to win a World Series. It does. Things got to go right, but there's also freight trains that win the World Series, and that fan base and that organization knew that they were going to win the World Series. And they knew it in August, and they knew it in July. There was no stopping them, and they went off and, and went box to wire and took it off the sheet. Those seasons happened too. Let's not make that mistake to think that every single World Series winner had to kick and scratch and claw and have things bounce right for them. <clears throat> that has, that's, that's, that's not the truth. Again, there's some other teams that have won the World Series that just, just win it. They just go out, they knew they were going to win it, and they win it. Uh, let's see. Where do you want to go here? We're going to go out to Greg, who is calling from Chicago. Greg, what do you say down in Chicago? Timmy, good to hear you. I've been listening for 17 long years, so I <laughs> uh, appreciate everything you do. Just Thanks. want to make sure that, you know, as much as we back the brew crew, you know, we're playing against a bunch of bad teams. 
Sure. And uh, we're we're racking up wins as we should against the the bottom of the barrel. But um, you know, we're going to have some good challenges here coming forth. We need to build a big lead, and and but we're beating up bad teams. So that's one of the things I wanted to say. Well, hold on, and I'll let you get to your second point. However, let me let me just tell you this, Greg. When when you play bad teams, and your pitching staff, not just your starters, your staff as a whole in the five games, let's just say Pittsburgh and, and Chicago here, you've given up 13 runs in those five games. That's it. And you've scored, on the other hand, 38. Isn't that kind of a victory in itself? Doesn't that take care of the opponent uh, being a subpar opponent, doesn't that take that argument a little bit off the table when you beat their brains in 38 to 13 in five games? Not, not, not right now. It doesn't. Not, okay. not until we okay. get to that half mark, that half water mark. You know, in July, All Star break, and uh, we're beating the teams like we should have beat San Francisco. We should have uh, probably put up some more runs against the Phillies. Um, we haven't played that great of a, a competition yet and- to really say okay yeah we put up some runs we haven't and so there's a long a long season it's early we're a good squad the pitching is the best but we don't have the proof in the pudding for the hitting to make me feel good about it yet and it kind of feels like we haven't even picked up since last postseason we've kind of played on the same playground that we were playing on in the postseason couldn't get any hits so I, it's a, it's an argument that I love to I love to debate, but I just don't think we're there. Okay, good. And and the fact that they're not there and they're fifteen and seven should be a good sign, right? Well, that's the best. That's the best because okay. we we yep. we got a good manager, we got a good pitching staff, and they're going to play solid ball with the team they put together. David Stern's the best in the business, so we're always going to be there. But we got to get over that hump. I'm tired of. I'm tired of just being good, and then when it comes down to it, not getting over the hump. And we got to get over that hump. And these guys got it. And Council's a winner. He's a winner. And that's the best thing we have going for us is we have a great manager. So um, I'm not trying to poo-poo the whole thing. I'm just saying, man, we're beating up some pretty crummy teams right now. We need to play that same way against the league leaders, and we haven't played them yet. So yep. the, the and they'll get a good out. test. Uh, what next weekend in Atlanta? That'll be yeah. a nice test. I mean, they've got Cincinnati after the off day on Monday, but Maykay here. I, I'm glad, Greg. We could we could meet in the middle on 15 and seven. Is just that's the best about all of this. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it's yeah, about. You got to beat I these teams. It. You got to beat these teams. But let's not get too excited yet. Let's let's okay. keep this going. We got a good squad. Good good coach, and we'll we'll be there. But we got to get over that hump. All right, thanks for the conversation, Greg. That's, that's All right, cool. Yep, 799-1250 if you want to jump in. He's right. It is a perspective. But, I again, there's two, two, two things when, when you play these types of teams. Uh, the run differential, 38-13. And number two, put them in any order, I guess. This will allow some cushion. So when you do, because you're not going to roll over. I, I know we want to beat teams like Atlanta, St. Louis, and, and now you know the Mets look pretty good this year. We're starting to see Giants have been a good, uh, a good team here the last few years. But, you know, chances are you're not going 38-13 over those dudes. Uh-uh. 
but can you still win those games? Can you stay competitive? And if you don't, and if you start losing 3-2, 4-3, then these wins have built that cushion to allow that to happen on a given series, on a given road trip, on a given run, or you you may lose four in a row here in the month of May. I, I don't know, but... When you build a cushion, it it does lighten the load on how heavy-duty and negative it can be in that clubhouse, too. Where you're not sitting there sweating, oh, man, we've lost three in a row. Well, yeah, you just built a cushion against some subpar teams that allows you to not freak out when it happens. So that it's it definitely is a perspective. I, I, I Greg, like you, I love debating that. I think it's a great debate. How well you play uh, and who you play. Uh, is what it comes down to. And obviously the wins and losses is where we met. Craig Council, a great manager. That's what the, that's what Greg said. I think he's a very good manager, but I think he will be a great manager. And he's going to be the all-time winningest manager in Brewers history this season. I would say in about a month and a half. I mean, what does he need? Some 20-some-odd wins? Yeah, it's like 23, 22. S- yeah, something so. like that with, within a, a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, five, six weeks. He should be able to get that done. Sometime in That's June. Pretty, it's pretty crazy to think about. Really? Doesn't it seem like he was just hired like two or three years ago? It does. Ago? It really, really does. Man, slow this all down. In the meantime, if, if it's going to go fast, you better hurry up and win a World Series here. People are dying. I mean, they just, they just are. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and hear from the aforementioned Craig Council. Brewers beat the Cubs. Love saying it. They beat them again. And if you uh, tuned in late, uh, this just in, little breaking news, I already arranged it with my ex-wife. She said we could borrow her broom to sweep the Cubs back to Chicago tomorrow. Break out uh, the broom! so nice of her to allow <laughs> that to happen. We'll be right back here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Wait just a second here before we get to Craig Council. We have not heard uh, any highlights here. And anytime the Brewers beat the Cubs, we, we got to hear Bally Sports Wisconsin, and in this case, Jeff Levering. And, and once again, you know, it's it's a 9-1 victory over the Cubs, and I relish in all of that glory. All, every 9-1 <laughs> sequence in, in, in this whole deal. 11-1 yesterday, 9-1 today. You do the math in, the, in just, the, just the brutal domination over the Chicago Cubs through two games. And let's just put the fork in them and be done with it tomorrow and get the sweep. Uh, we'll get to all of these calls. Our call of the game, which is brought to you by Five O'clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at Five O'clock Steakhouse.com. So they get the uh, victory and they get out to it. Again, guys, I, I, I got to say that. Um, you know, setting the tone early in a game, I think, is more important uh, in, in baseball than a lot of people think. And they just think, that oh, it's a long game. But I, 
I do believe that it does put the, the other guys on their heels a little bit. So let's go back to the first inning. Lauer, strikeout in the first. Second batter, strikeout to Contreras. By the way, I did also hear all the boos every time Wilson Contreras came up. Sweet. That was as music to my ears. And then another strikeout. Three up, three down. All strikeouts for the Brewers left-hander, Eric Lauer. Now that's setting a tone right there. That's for sure. Bottom of the first inning. Brewers tap open the keg. McCutcheon gets the ball in play. Reaches on air. Yelich then with a base hit. And another error in center field allows Yelich and McCutcheon to get to second and third, respectively. Let's just play that. You know what? Because it's an error by the Cubs. We, we got to play that. Not a lot of variable. There's a line drive base hit up the middle for Yelich. He'll take that one. And now McCutcheon's going to streak for third. Yelich's going to follow right behind him. Very heads up base running for the Brewers. Yeah, we'll take that. That's the second error in the inning for the Chicago Cubs. Now, Get the ball in play, and a lot of times good things will happen, and it did in that first inning off the bat of Hunter Renfro. And this one squibbed off the end of the bat. Here comes McCutcheon to the plate. Steel tags, and safe at first is Renfro. That might be another error. Boy, what a quagmire that was from Justin Steele. Wow. Yeah, that's Brewers up. It goes down as a single one zip. Brewers runners at the corners for Keston here a sort of a lash bunt a slash bunt. I don't know what he was doing on the on the one play but okay maybe trying maybe there was a call on that play but so be it it went foul by the way but it ends up the AB with this and a line drive base hit up the middle two nothing Brewers a two strike knock for Keston here yep, it does down. seem like he's seeing the ball better guys it really does his approach we hear that term a lot. It really does seem like Keston here is starting to put things back together. It, it really does. It's a long season. I understand that, but uh, that's, that's good to see. One out, two in, two on, first and second for Lorenzo Cain, and he hits into an inning-ending double play. But the Brewers put up two, two zip to the second. But wait, there's more. No, hold it. Everyone goes to commercial breaks, scramble the Jets. Let's come back here. Lorenzo Kane, he beat out that double play attempt. Did anyone check with Craig Council? He wanted to review that. So he's safe at first, Lorenzo Kane. Then there's, don't forget, there's a runner at third, and Rowdy Telez steps up. Lefty, lefty matchup. Hey, Craig Council, just I, I want you to hear this if you're on your way home. I want you to hear this. This is a left handed pitcher. You've got your left handed first baseman. You allowed him to hit away, and here's how it sounded on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Ground ball towards the middle. That'll get through. An extra run for the crew comes in as Kane streaks for third. 3 nothing here in the first. There you go. That's the way to set the tone in this game. They put up three runs in that first inning. Uh, Brasso did strike out to end the frame, but four hits, three runs, two errors in the inning. And an overturned replay call, and they go into the second inning. That's what I was saying before. This is a, a Cub-Brewer game that had all the earmarkings early of going completely on tilt. And we've seen many, many of those games over the years. 
didn't turn out to go that way, but it uh, I thought it would for a second there. Uh, Cubs get a run back in the second inning on a couple of hits, a solo shot from Gomes, and the base hit by Hap, but a pair of strikeouts for Lauer. He has five through the first two innings, 3-1. Brewers traffic in the bottom half of the second. They don't score. Alex Jackson led off the inning with a base hit. Two outs later, Christian Yelich with a beautiful piece of hitting, a base hit to left field, two for two on the day so far. But uh, ground out ends the inning to the third, three to one. Oh, this is a little bit of a turning point in this game. And Cubs get a couple of runners with two outs in that third inning, uh, one infield single, another clean base hit. But Lauer bears down and gets Suzuki to fly out to right to end that threat. That was a big part of this game. Seemed like a tipping point to me. Bottom of the third, pay window. Brewers stepping up. One-out walk to Kane. Rowdy Telez then strikes out for the second out. Lorenzo Kane steals second base during the A-B. A lot of cat and mouse. And I'm, I'm telling you, I felt a little something maybe up with both these two teams. You know, it's a tight ball game, steel stepping off, batter stepping out. That was a little bit of a gamesmanship game in that bottom of the third inning. Brasso comes through with two outs to give the Brewers another run. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, it wasn't Brasso that did that. It was Rowdy Telez with a bat in his hand in the uh, fifth inning. Is that where we're at here? Rowdy Telez needs to play every day. Roll the tape. Telez to center. Back out of Hermosillo. Still back running track. And Telez gets it out this time. Number four for Rowdy. Yeah, number four on the season as Rowdy Telez gets a start against a left-hander. That's not the only time he has started uh, in uh, in a ball game against a lefty this year. So we are seeing him. It's not a true split between Keston Hira and Rowdy Telez. We're seeing Wong starting to take a little bit of a breather against the left-handers. Uh, but Rowdy with a uh, home run number four in that fifth inning. That two-run shot gave the Brewers a 6-1 to lead into the sixth inning, and Lauer, again, just dealing. Lead-off base hit by Contreras, gets you that. Another strikeout for the first out, number nine in that sixth inning. Double play gets him out of that frame into the bottom of the sixth inning. Willie Adamas, a leadoff walk in the sixth, <coughs> but he is left stranded into the seventh inning. Eric Lauer, you going to let him get through the seventh? Yeah, council lets him, and he gets through it. Two more strikeouts. He did walk a man 11 strikeouts through the seven innings, five hits, one walk, 96 pitches. That's his night. His He has just been outstanding, guys. Uh, Brewers do not score in the seventh inning. Got a scoreless eighth inning. Here's where the fireworks start in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. They're not done yet. You might as well send them, send them packing here. Willie Adamas, a double. No challenge, but no need. That was close to, to the yellow line. No need to challenge because Christian Yelich knocked Adamas and himself in. About what the lineup is done. It's pitch selection. Wow. Christian Yelich, deep center. Gone. Back-to-back games for Christian Yelich where he goes deep to straightaway center field. 
That made it 8-1. to one. They're not done yet. Next batter, first time this season, the Brewers go back-to-back. Back. And now Renfro to deep left. Back half and back-to-back back for the Brew Crew. And there's your final 9-1 to one as the Brewers get it done. All the highlights from Bally Sports Wisconsin. And, uh, yeah, they uh, now are 15-7. and seven through the first month. So now let's get to Craig Council. He's got to be pretty pleased with all that offense. It's, 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 part, it's certainly definitely a part of it. Definitely plays a role in it. Uh, he's, he's, I think, you know, if you're asking, you can, you guys can see him pitching that, that way. So, um, I mean, and, and he's getting feedback from the hitters that is, that his stuff is, that is tough to hit. Um, and I think that gives every pitcher confidence. Craig, what are you liking the most out of all these positives that you're seeing from Eric over the last few starts? I mean, I, I like that people get pitchers get hitters out equally. There's no, I mean, I, he's getting hitters out, and and I mean, I think his stuff is his stuff is you, you just. You know, hitters are taking. He's throwing fastballs, and he's in the strike zone, and getting a getting a swing and miss on a fastball in the strike zone. I mean, that's that's hard to do um, in this league, and, and he's he's doing that pretty well. Like, I think he had five of those in the first inning tonight, where he had five whips on the fastball. Did you know, kind of like right there, that this was going to be like one of those type of games for him, where he had that fastball working? Well, I knew he I knew he felt good, kind of coming out of the coming out of the gates for sure. Um, I mean, that I, I, I told you that for sure. Um, so, I mean, he struck out the first four hitters. Um, you know, it, it was, yeah, it's, it was a good fastball, and, you know, it's playing the way it, playing the way it has recently. Craig, offensively, you had tons of two-out hits today. Uh, that, that's got to be really encouraging that they can win games that way. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of, you know, we didn't really hit the ball that hard early. Um, and when we got some, you know, we got some production and it was with two outs. We, our, our replay guys did a great job today on that replay. Um, I, on the field, it, it, it didn't look like um, there was much there. And they did a great job with that. Um, and then, yeah, we just we got a bunch of two out hits and we kind of we found some holes. And then, um, you know, later in the game, we, we started hitting, hitting some balls pretty good. Was tonight an encouraging game for Lowell? You know, he beats out that play at first base, steals second, uh, you know, that great catch. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, he, he felt really good tonight um, just running around. And, you know, it's a little bit of a slow start, but we're not we're – not, his at-bats are a little low, obviously lower than everybody else's. So he's um, – I think he's getting going. And, um, you know, he's doing – affecting the game in a lot of ways, which is, which is what he brings to the table. Does it feel like Christian and Hunter are maybe at the start of a hot streak? Um, I mean, I think Yelly's been, you know, there's there's been some great things with Yelly for sure. Um, you know, I thought thought the the base hit to left was, you know, off off uh, steel was. It's kind of a tough pitch to hit, hard ground ball. You know, that's that's kind of if. You know that's Christian Yelich to me as much as the home run, really. Um, so, I was that was my favorite at bat of the night. Really, is that hard ground ball he hit to 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 left field? Yeah, someone someone said that on the radio today about an hour ago, hour and fifteen minutes ago. Who was that, Tim? Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who said that that was the at-bat <laughs> for Christian Yelich. That, to me, is the best sign out of tonight for Christian Yelich. See, people are going to hit home runs. And Yelich is going to get his fair share. But if you want to get a guy going, that's the type of at-bat you take a look at and say, hmm, yeah, that uh, you, you gotta you gotta be impressed with that AB. The other way, hit hard, barreled up against a lefty, means everything everything is uh, almost perfect on that on that swing, almost almost absolutely perfect. And so this is the song they play uh, after a victory, still at after American Family Field. After every victory, this is it. Yeah, t- turn it up a little bit. Let's see. One of my favorite groups, too, Hall and Oates. Brewers beat the Cubs 9-1. And we'll come right back, take a look at uh, tomorrow's matchup as well. Uh, Brewers going after a sweep. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street here on The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on The Fan. Time to check Tim Allen's news and notes. Yeah, we know they're infamous, somewhat overrated, and, well, quite frankly, sometimes just plain old dumb. But he continues to read them. Okay, Tim, have at it if you need to. Okay, yeah, but this is... All of them aren't dumb, the news and notes. Some are uh, actually very poignant and uh, appropriate for the setting. How about that? And uh, this one, I I really like this. Uh, Eric Lauer, just an outstanding role that he's on. And and every start that he takes another step. And I'm not saying he's teetering on going back to being a pedestrian, you know, middle-of-the-road left-hander. I'm not saying that, but I'm fascinated that every start continues to reinforce the fact that he's a stud because the numbers are bearing that out. And you heard Craig Council talk about it. You get swings and misses on fastballs in the zone. It's almost as if your fastball has a little additional life on it, almost like a carrier throw. It, It picks up speed or it picks up momentum in the air. But I just... I'm just fascinated by by him and and what a what a pleasant surprise. Now I don't know if David Stearns is uh, all that surprised. Sometimes uh, guys in his position, head coaches, managers, uh, in whatever sport and uh, front offices, they're never surprised about anything. No, we knew Eric Lauer would be one of the best pitchers in baseball for just about a calendar year. Really? Yeah, I mean, really? Did you really, really think that Eric Lauer would be? And I don't. I'm. I'm not saying he was bad, but to stick with that trade, to acquire Eric Lauer and Luis Arias for Zach Davies and Trent Grisham, to stick with them, hang with them, as they say, it's uh, it's proof in point right there. Because a lot of folks on this radio station. Uh, we're screaming that trade was awful. It doesn't really look like it, and here's why. In uh, last year, since June 27th, okay, so this is almost a calendar year, a couple of months away from calendar year, but close enough to start squawking these types of numbers. Since last June 27th, 
earned run average leaders with a minimum of 75 innings. Number one, uh, Julio Urias, 204 for the Dodgers. Number two, Suarez of the Phillies, 208. Number three, Eric Lauer at 216 since last June 27th, ranking third. Number four, if we're keeping track in that span, Corbin Burns at 221. And at number five on that list, Adrian Hauser at 2.25. This is going back to late June of last year. Three of the top five are Milwaukee Brewers. And it's not the big three that we would all point to. That's a great news and note. Let's hear a couple of minutes of uh, Eric Lauer as he uh, pitched dominant baseball again tonight. Seven innings, 11 strikeouts, just one one run allowed. For back-to-back, 10-plus strikeout games for you. Um, this never happened. No, it hasn't. Uh, this is coming <laughs> off, like you just said, like never happened before. I think Ohio was nine before this year. Yeah. It's kind of a similar question of Todd in that sense. Like, what, what's been like, the biggest difference between like, being able to do that now? Um, a lot of it has to do with just confidence. A lot of confidence in all my pitches right now. Um, a lot of confidence in the way that I'm driving down the mound, the way games are being called. Um, I'm just very confident with everything I'm throwing up there. How much of that has to do with how you finished the season last year and what you were able to establish last year? I, a lot. I think the end of last year really gave me a good jumping off point, and I, was, I feel like I was actually able to use this offseason instead of trying to like rework my mechanics, rework my pitching style. I was able to build off of that and kind of know what I was getting into coming in. What do you think you guys, so go ahead. I was just going to say, you ever think about like how you had to kind of be patient? You know, the first, the start of your Brewers tenure didn't yeah. go the way you wanted <laughs> it and you just kind of kept working. Like, do you have ever time to think about the, the path at all or um, you just start to start? A little bit. It, you think about like, oh, where was I last year at this time kind of thing. And um, you, can, you can be a little proud of yourself as far as like, see how far I've come as far as with the Brewers, like, not kind of kind of not doing what I set out to do right away and then kind of getting hurt and then trying to rework a bunch of things I mean it's been a lot of effort and it's nice to finally feel like things are falling into place yeah there he is Eric Lauer another brilliant performance tonight just amazing with the victory 9-1 Brewers at 15 and 7 another news and note Uh, We can sit back and and hopefully watch the Brewers sweep the Cubs back to Chicago. But there's another big game tomorrow. That's what they're telling me, Tim. I think down, uh, not down in Milwaukee, down in, over in Boston. Bucks game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucks. What time is that game? Bucks and High uh, noon. High noon. High noon. Nice. Okay. So watch for that. And then the uh, Brewers first pitch at 110 after the last pitch. You make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street, No Creek. What a great pitching matchup on paper, or is it? Depending on the numbers for Stroman, what do you have? Yeah, Stroman 0 3 with a 6.98 ERA, 17 strikeouts, 6 walks this season. Going up against Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns, 1 0 with a 1.75 ERA, 25 innings pitched, 33 strikeouts. Six walks. Yeah, some of these numbers just amazing for this Brewers pitching staff. But that's going to do it for us. Another uh, sweet victory over the Chicago Cubs. And uh, I am going to have a scheduled off day tomorrow because of uh, a couple of things going on. One is I a scheduled off day like a brawn where it meets up against a, a, a team off day. 
That'll give me like a, an extended uh, breather here of a couple of days. You guys are in good hands with Sam Schmitz tomorrow, and I may be checking in uh, if things go haywire in this game for some odd reason. But uh, I'll see you again on Tuesday. But the show does go on tomorrow. After the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll be talking Brewers baseball here on 1250 AM The Fan. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.